Welcome to Sharpen the Public, an NFL and sports gambling podcast made by bettors for bettors. The only place where you can learn to leverage public betting trends to win more bets. I'm your host, DJ Bianco. Years ago, I started tracking public betting trends for every single game in the NFL. I've been tracking how well the public performs when they are more or less confident, tracking how well the Sharps perform when they're more or less confident, tracking how well a team performs when the spread changes throughout a given week. Anything that's publicly available, I track it. I use this historic information to leverage bets that I, and now we, will make in the future. Seeking out trends to find winners is an incredibly exciting topic. And if you've made it this far, I know you're excited too. This is Sharpen the Public. going on welcome back to sharpen the public i as always am your host deej back again with andy only andy today another another week without rick or without i don't know two of my co-hosts but happy to have andrew here no no rick what's going on everybody happy to be back (laughs) another great nfl week in the books absolutely it's always exciting to go back through and look and see how you did and use the trends to your advantage or find ways to win no matter what but what we're here to talk about, here to talk about the trends. Welcome to Sharp of the Public, obviously the only sports betting podcast where you can learn how to follow public betting trends and use those to win more of your bets, right? We present a lot of the public records uh, against the spread, money against the spreads, over-unders, you name it, all that good stuff. Because again, without us this week, hopefully next week, have all three. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we can do it. Have all three back of us, all three of us back. Something's going to happen, TBD. Think so? Yeah, something will happen, but this week, Rick's got some Christmas stuff going on, but also got a lot of UFC. We're putting in a lot of effort here for the site. The site's growing at a great rate. We're really excited for, for the progress and the, the growth that we're seeing from, and it's all thanks to you, the listener, and people that follow us on Twitter and Reddit, so shout out to, to that. Thank you for supporting us, and we're going to keep grinding out all this information for you so you can continue to win your bets, because... I'm hearing a lot of great things on, on Twitter and Twitter DMs, Reddit DMs. People are using this stuff for for several different ways to win. You know, <laughs> if it's not a 600 plus 600 parlay, uh, seven leg teasers, they're figuring out ways to 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 <laughs> to get the most of the trends, which is awesome. Yep, as you said, Rick has a lot of concentration on UFC this week with UFC 282 coming up. So definitely check that out um, when that article drops as well as other content that may follow with that. Definitely be checking out our TikTok and Instagram reels as there will be stuff going on there as we've hired a buddy of ours to come on and, and make content for us there. But you're exactly right, dude. It's exciting to see how people have been using this stuff. I personally wouldn't advise to do seven leg teasers and plus 600 parlays, <laughs> but if they're hitting and you're having fun, then fuck it. Why not? Yeah, that's all that matters. As long as you're having fun and you're betting what you know you can lose, especially in the parlays. So, but... Who cares? I mean, if it hits, it hits, and then you can do it. Tell your friends. I hear your your NBA is doing pretty well, Andy. NBA's off to a great start this week. Two and zero on Monday. Didn't have anything uh, yesterday as I was feeling under the weather. It is that time of the year, unfortunately. But shaping up to be another two and zero here Wednesday night, as long as uh, Scotty Barnes gets me nine more points and rebounds, which is highly likely against a absolutely depleted Lakers side. So hopefully, by the time that you guys are listening to this on Friday. Uh, my best bets will be out for Friday, and you can uh, check those out at happyhoursports.net. And hopefully the luck is still coming our way because, geez, it was a long time coming. I had a little rough stretch there uh, last week and the week before that. So I think the ship is is uh, turning the right way. Yeah, that, that'll happen in, in gambling. And as long as you ride the waves correctly, you'll be okay and continue betting your correct units and whatever. Yeah, and the, the other thing, too, is if NBA is your thing, we also do have 
college basketball best bets going out every other day on the website. So definitely check those out too. And then with the World Cup, we do have World Cup write-ups too. So if depending on what the sport is, we definitely have something for it. And if we don't, then let us know. Tweet at us and uh, we can take a look at putting out additional content if you're looking for stuff that we don't have. Yeah, that's a good point. We're always looking for more writers and people that are willing to to take time and, and contribute to the website. We've got a lot of, I mean, obviously we've seen a lot of growth from our stuff, but we're more than willing to, to, to take people on board. And if you're, if that's something that interests you, you like talking about sports, writing about sports, want to work with us. We're, we're happy to work on that and have some, someone else contribute because it's a lot for us and we, we want to grow as big as we can and get as much awesome content out to the world. So if that's something that interests you, please let us know. There's a, there's a form on the website to submit a, to submit like a, an email to us. So just use that happyhoursports.net, obviously, and come join one of the fastest growing podcast teams in the world. You know, <laughs> top 15% yeah. fo- most followed on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, you're not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. I'm going to be, what is that? Fla- I'm going to be flaunting that for, for a while until we hit the next, next world level. <laughs> I was looking yeah, at it. Should. It's like 4 million podcasts on Spotify which is ridiculous. That's just insane. And I think that puts us in the top 600,000, which is pretty cool. That is awesome. And like everyone and their mother has a podcast nowadays. So it's like figuring out how we can be different and stuff. And I feel like that's the, uh, that's the angle you bring. So that's why it's been fun to be a part of so far. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what it is. It's the trends and something that no one else has obviously done before. So why don't we kick it off by getting into the results for week 13. So this was an interesting one coming off the Thanksgiving week. Got a nice Thursday game. We had the Bills dominate the Patriots. We had a lot of great games on Sunday. We had a tie and then Sunday night came and your Colts really shit the bed. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, (laughs) I really don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I was really upset because I had the under in that game and it looked like it was possible. Like it wasn't great, but it looked like it was possible in the fourth quarter. And then the Cowboys just go and fuck you guys up for 33 points in, in like 10 minutes yeah this the fourth quarter from them was insane like on unprecedented amounts of insane <laughs> as soon as we thought that we maybe could kind of hang around but uh no that's just not the case I mean, three games back to back to back of um of the colts holding it close with their opponents with even with the new coach jeff saturday and then this happens it's like okay well i guess we're back to tanking question mark because it means you can't you can't fight for the final wild card spot that final wild card spot it's not going to go to a great team but any team that it goes to is far better than us so we may as well accept (laughs) just losing yeah no i get that it's so weird too in the nfl to be like in that middle middle of the pack like 15th 16th seed or like 14th yeah it's purgatory like Like you just you get stuck there and you're shit out of luck yeah, it's like, uh, do we tank for a better draft pick? Do we? There's no point in trying because all these teams are going to murder us. Yeah, I think it's more damning in the NBA than it is in the NFL. The NFL is a bit more cyclical in that sense where, like, if you do get stuck in that middle ground, I feel like after a couple of years, you either go up or you go down. Like, you don't necessarily get stuck there in that middle spot for a extreme amount of time. Yeah. Like, you'll at least have glimpses of hope, whereas you see so many NBA teams literally just stay in the middle for a really long time. Yeah, two, two completely different sports in that sense, and then the draft classes are obviously very top heavy in the NBA. And then you can find yes. you can find anything in in you know the fourth, fifth, sixth round of the NFL. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so let's go back to the trends. So week thirteen was an interesting one, as I said. It's been weird because 
you would normally think that the public isn't great. So like the public, you know, when a team has 50% or more of the bet percentage, the public, that's what we call it. You'd think they'd be doing worse this week. They went nine and six against the spread. And that goes along with the trend of the last couple of weeks. They've been like last week, they were eight and eight. The week before that, they were seven, six and one week before that seven and seven week before that five and six. And then the week before that 10 and five, they've been on this, like, I wouldn't call it a run, but in terms of what people think the public are, I would call it a run. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. By the public standards, that is a hundred percent a run. It feels like an average gambler's run too. Like an, like a, I don't know. You wouldn't expect the average gambler to come out winning in the end. And that's not winning in the end, but it is better than what you'd expect. I'd say it's kind of an average gambler's run. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how they finish the year because while their, their total to date isn't, uh, above f- 500 or isn't above 50 percent we'll get to that later would you think they can do you think that something like this is sustainable like i don't think so i think some week is the, is going to be hell for them and i, I want to know when to predict that so we can bet against it and, and use it to our advantage basically yeah i i feel like a stock expert right now saying it's coming it's coming it's coming <laughs> i mean we thought it was going to be the sunday after thanksgiving you know, because the public is so favorable on Thanksgiving. And then we were like, you know what? Maybe it brings them back to reality after that. I mean, it's got to be on the way soon. And we really need to continue to check the trends that you're putting out as they shape up throughout the week. And then heading into like late Sunday, like 15, 10 minutes, five minutes before kickoff, because that could really be the key indicator if we start to see some of the uh, more important and profitable trends potentially against the public start to pop up, that's when you could see it happening. So something to continue to monitor for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on it because I don't think it's sustainable. I think we're never going to know when it's going to happen, but there could be indicators. Like maybe, obviously they go 9-6 and six this week, but and they haven't really had a negative week in the past couple of five, but next week they go, I don't know, 6-9. to nine. And you're like, that's not terrible. But the reckoning could be coming because like something's switching. I don't know. I wonder, I really would love to know what the reason is like as to why the public's hitting at a better rate than they typically do over the last couple of weeks. I mean, that, that could be a discussion for, you know, several hours. Who, who the hell knows? But just really interesting to see. And we'll talk about that more a little bit as we head over into the total state. But anyway, moving on. In addition to public doing well on spreads, they also did well on the over and the under this week. So they went six and four. They bet on the over and they went four and one when they bet on the under, which is I mean, it's not it's not crazy for the under. Four and one is really good. We know that they're good at betting the under, but six and four on the over is pretty impressive. And they even did, they went three and two, and they were more than 75% confident, which has been like seven and 26 through week 12. So that's a pretty impressive turnaround, I should say. Yeah, it sounds like a fluky week to me. <laughs> yeah, it could, it honestly very I mean, much it's, just it's, could be. It sounds very, very fluky so far. I mean, these first four things you've read off, Nine and six ATS, six and four over, four and one under, and three and two more than seventy-five percent confident is all signs of a fluky week to me. But I'd be more interested to see like what the lucrative and profitable ones have looked like. Cause if those were not as great as we think, then then absolutely I'm gonna scream uh fluke from the top <laughs> from the from the rooftops. Fair enough. Moving on. What else do I talk about? I talk the money percentage went ten and five. So that's been trending upwards and doing pretty well recently. And then the sharp percentage went eight and seven. Um, the interesting one there, I guess, for the sharp percentage on the spreads is 
between that 20 and 30% range, which is kind of that golden rule range, which is like, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. I think it was like 62 and 25 across all bet types through week 12, um, between 20 and 30%. It went three and three this week on the spreads. So nothing bad per se, but not as good as we've seen. Um, but did see like, when Sharps were on the under this week, uh, between 20 and 30% went four and oh. So a bit of a fleeky week, but still our good trends are, are holding true, I would say. 4-0 is awesome, and that builds on that. Yeah, exactly. On that, on that big, on that massive record, because that 62 and 25 record is the mix of 20 to 30 percent sharp, not just on the under, but as a whole for ATS too, right? Right. So spread over and under. I'll talk yeah. about it. I can. I can. Yeah. So how did it do on the over? Uh, it was zero and zero. Didn't happen on the over. Okay. But pretty much everything went positive this week, which is pretty, pretty like 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 you said, f- fluky. Like money percentage was positive, sharp percentage was positive, money percentage on the over, sharp percentage on the over were four and two and three and one, and money percentage on the under was six and three, and sharp percentage on the under was seven and four. I know I said that really quickly, but all you really need to know is that literally every trend that we track went positive this week. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting. It's not, it doesn't typically happen like that. And it'll be really cool to see what happened to our totals to date. So let's move on into that. So starting with the public, as we always do, the public when betting on the spread is totally 91 and 99 against the spread, which is a 48% win percentage. Um, <laughs> whatever. Honestly, it's a little bit better than I expected. But it's, at the same time... That's exactly what it is. It's better than what I, I would have expected either. And I'll say this every week. It's why Sharp and the public is important because don't you wouldn't know that without this this type of data. Like... Or we can, the, the Action Network or whatever, these people can tell you that the public sucks or you can think that you can, people will tweet out, oh, the public, these are the games the public's most heavy on. Right? Like we said, I don't know if that's trying to make people bet a certain way, but it doesn't mean that you need to fade them because 48% across the entire year and there's none of these specific intervals are anything far off from know 500 yeah for sure i don't i don't know i don't really know what to say okay I'll, uh, you'll have something to say after this because I'll, I'll read off all all of these ranges because it's crazy 50 to 54 percent so like when the public bet percentage is between 50 and 54 percent when you go on the action network and you see that they're 29 and 29 against the spread moving up a rank a, a, like a level we're at 55 to 59 percent bet percentage it's 25 and 28 against the spread Above that, 60 and 64%. 16 and 16 against the spread. And move that 65 to 69% is 9 and 14. And 70 to 74 is 6 and 6. (laughs) And then 75 plus is 6 and 6. Four of those ranges are even. And then two of them are off 500 by eight games. (laughs) When did this, like, coming back to even trends start happening because i feel like a lot of these were decently negative like just a couple of weeks ago like what is driving this is it just the last couple of weeks that it's really swung it back upwards i know i mean i know the public went nine and six ats this week and i guess they've been doing better lately is that kind of what's been driving that is just the public's been doing better as a whole exactly that's exactly what it is since week seven they haven't gone negative on a week since week seven yeah, week seven they went seven and six. So I think it's since week six, 
they haven't gone negative because week six they went five and nine. That's wow. that's nuts. They have not gone Damn. negative on a week. They've been even, but they've no, they haven't gone negative. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. I mean, that to me that signals that it, it'll happen soon because this type of level is is not sustainable for the public, for the average better, for it just doesn't happen. It's just crazy to see. And it's, again, why this is important, why you need to consider this stuff and not, not just look at those numbers on Action Network, the bet percentage, and see like, oh, 78% of the public absolutely can't take this team. I mean, that's not true. It's not true. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's a good point. You can't just blindly uh, tell what you think. When you're so cool to, numbers. Yeah. It's so cool to see and learn like this too and hopefully inform and you guys can tell people that <laughs> like to fade the public or tell your friends that, that, that gamble. This is, this is important stuff. And I'm really excited to be the one to, to, to bring that to you. So thanks for being here. Moving on. So I'll say it again, 91 and 99 against the spread. Po- the public is totally to date and that's 48%. So moving on the money percentage, the money percentage is 102 and 88 against the spread. Wow. <laughs> which is 54% percentage, which obviously if you just blindly bet that, that is profitable. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's really cool to see, 102 and 88. Seeing the money percentage do well historically, theoretically it makes sense, but the important thing is like how 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 profitable is it? The interesting thing, I guess, for me here is to see if it comes back to even at the end of the year, because I've seen that over the couple recent years, it's either been negative or come back to even. And this feels high for just the money percentage. Like, I don't know if I, uh, that's just a feeling for me. Yeah. And it went 10, the money percentage went 10 and five in week 13. So you would expect for it to maybe regress even as soon as next week, where it might come back to earth a little bit because one Oh two and 88 is uh 54% is really good. Yeah. Like really, really good. So I would absolutely expect it to start regressing this week. That's that is one of my predictions for sure, based on the numbers we've looked at so far. Yeah, and that's where the ranges come into play, right? Because if you expect, say, the money to regress, or if you expect the public to regress, which is kind of what we just talked about, you can use the ranges that we track to. So, like, you can see between sixty-five and sixty-nine percent of the money percentage, which we've talked about all year. It's nineteen and five still. Nineteen and five against the spread. It's the best trend within the money percent, which is awesome. Wait, which one is? 65 to 69. You can look at that and be like, I think the money's going to regress next week. I'm not. I'm still not going to take games in that range and regress and bet against them, but maybe a lot of games are going to fall in the 60 to 64% range this week, which is 10 and 24 against the spread to date. You can follow the, You can bet against those teams because that's a bad trend. And if the money percentage is going to regress, it'll likely be in a range where it's already doing badly. Does that make sense? No, that's literally genius. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wasn't even really thinking about it that way. But yeah, like using those as the key indicators is uh, is, is a great suggestion. Yeah. So I'll read Some off. Some you have to wait until right before, like yeah. for the specific, for the very specific ones. Like for sure. It's, it's, it's tough because like, those are a very, very, very specific sweet spots where I believe, if my memory serves me correct, if you go into that 70 and above and the money percentage is nowhere near as profitable as the 19 and 5. So making sure that you are not fading the super sweet spot of 19 and 5 is when you're trying to look for money percent regression is significant. 
So that's one we're just wait until right up until game time. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. I, uh, the two ranges that you should look out for to fade the money, I would say, are 60 to 64%, which I just said, and then anything above 75%, because all of the other ones are pretty good. I'll, I'll list them off 19 and 15, 18 and 13, 19 and 5, and then 19 and 15. But then we have the 60 and 64, which is 10 and 24, the bad one. Then we have anything above 75% is 17 and 16. So basically, the way I see that is anytime I see, for this week specifically, week 14, when I see a team that has a high money percentage, even though it's 17 and 16 to date, I know that I think the money is going to regress. So I'm going to be like, okay, I don't think this team's going to win. I don't think this team's going to cover. And we can we can kind of keep that in mind as we talk about the next week's games. But that's how we can use these trends week by week to find winners. Into that I'm, I'm excited to kind of hunt for this regression now it's uh something that motivates me <laughs> yeah it's something we haven't really touched on and it's it'll, now that we have so much data we're we're available we're able to do that and it, it'll be easier we could be wrong too we could we could oh, be yeah. completely wrong with this hypothesis <laughs> oh for but sure i think, I think it's definitely worth <laughs> yeah it's definitely worth looking into and like yeah. using it to affirm plays you already like as we say every week exactly exactly i mean obviously we we do this i do this Day in, in, day out, I spend a lot of time with these trends, so I like to kind of use them more so than probably most people should, but I find it fascinating, and we obviously could be wrong, but I mean, that's literally any bet, any better anywhere. If someone tries to sell you on their packages and shit and be like, this is absolutely going to hit, This is these are locks, that's not true. That's not how this industry works. You need to be transparent with yourself. We are very much that. It's okay that you trust your spreadsheet. And rely on it a little bit more because you're the only person that has it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's true. Anyway, let's move on. We've got the sharp percentage now, 104 and 86, which is a 55% win percentage. So slightly better than the money by two games, which jumps it up to that 55%. And this is not one that I think would ever regress. I think it's going to consistently stay maybe between 53, 55% win percentage as to where it is right now. Maybe it's a little high. I mean, 55 is really good, and I'd love to see that continue up. We see the distinct improvement um, on the sharp percentage when it's more confident, except when it's above 30%. We, we've talked about the the updated Geico trend, which is 20 to 29% sharp differential, 29 and 13 against the spread this year, which is awesome. And then below that, this 15 to 20% is 19 and 15. Below that, 16 to 14, and it slowly gets worse by about one or two games. Um, as you get back to zero to five percent low confidence sharps, as we call them, so that's about what I expect. Yeah, and it's good to know that like the historical numbers of around fifty three to fifty five percent affirms that this is to be expected. Whereas the money percentage one, we strays away a little bit from what we expect historically. So that's good to note between the two, since they are both fifty four and fifty five percent positive, respectively, between yeah. money and uh, sharp. And yeah, and we, like I said, it went three and three this week, the the updated Geico trend, the specific thing that we're looking for, which is the best through all bet types is anything that has a sharp differential between 20 and 30%. Yeah. So that is sharp percentage. Anything else that you have there, Andy? Nothing, nothing too crazy. Honestly, we've been talking about that all year. No, I, I don't know. I have anything there besides just being interesting with the historic matching up with the historical data. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it'll be really cool also to see, like, now that we're tracking this and talking about it each week, 
Um, we can kind of have that in mind for next year and we can kind of focus in on quarters and different halves of the year and different sections of games to kind of see where things line up. And that'll be really exciting to talk about next year. So I'm really looking forward to that. Also, one thing I should say before we move on to totals is sharp percentage when it's above 30% is two and six. Was one and six, but then the Bucks did not cover against the Saints, even though the Saints had a pretty, pretty high sharp differential. And I was tweeting about that one too, because the two games that this is this trend has won, I bet against it. I, I mean, <laughs> am I surprised? <laughs> you even put the disclaimer in your tweet when you put out the play too. I know I had to. I felt I felt like I had to, and it. That's why I made it a half unit too, because I. I mean, this is the hard part about betting against these trends. Is like every sign, every sign pointed towards the Saints in that game, and maybe it's a two and like. 2-0 on primetime and 0-6 when it's not primetime, which is another thing to consider because the other one that it didn't hit was the Thursday night Panthers and Falcons game. The other ones all lost. So, no, just something to consider. Maybe next time we see this 30% sharp on a, on a, on a, on a primetime game. Yeah, absolutely. It, it could just be the cursed one. <laughs> I'm just the cursed one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll just tweet out the play then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we got the total uh, 48 and 70 when the public bets on the over, which is a 41% win percentage. They've they've increased from it was like a 36 earlier in the year, which is horrible. And honestly, it makes a little sense that they're coming back a bit to normal. 48 and 70. Um the total when the public bets on the over. That is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, it's good analysis. Great analysis. 40, 46 and 70? 48 and 70. 48 and 70. Holy shit. Yeah, that's awful. There you go. Now it's clicking. Public pu- public, public, and overs is uh, has, has been a bad formula for a long time, and it continues to be. Nothing nothing else needs to be said there. Yeah, but uh, it's coming back. Uh, like that, I think that's the important thing here. Like 48 it was, and 70? <laughs> it's going to come back a lot more until it gets profitable. It was a 41% I mean, not, not profitable, but in like at least closer to average. It was a 36 or 38% win percentage earlier in the year. And now it's at 41. So it's coming up. Yeah. I won't get my hopes up. <laughs> Neither will I. I hope it stays around here. And I honestly would expect it to. Uh, the, the last couple of weeks, the public hasn't done terrible on the over. And I think that'll change. Like they're going to get a little overconfident, you know, feel like, oh, we're hitting some over bets. Got to start betting some more. Or Vegas is kind of taking this into account and is setting lower totals. I also think that could play into it. It would be interesting to look at like the average total per week, see if that's changed or see how much that's changed. At least to, like to the eye test, it has like these totals this year have been a lot lower. At least, like I feel like the your typical NFL total sits around 45, 46 in the last couple of years, and now it's been closer to 42 and 41 this year, which is why. I did that teaser piece last week because so many of those fit into the criteria, the criteria required, which by the way, the teaser piece went one and one, but <laughs> missed by one point because of the Ravens. So tough, but anyway, yeah, and that was Lamar Jackson getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They still won the game, but they only won by one point instead of by two would have pushed it. So the theory still works in that aspect, in that aspect where you want to take higher spreads and stuff when, the total's lower, even though a lot of the totals have been lower this year. So just something to keep in mind. Uh, for sure. My teaser hit as well. I got 
the Texans and I had the Chargers, both were very close. I needed the teaser because I had the Texans plus 13 and a half, and they somehow – did you watch that game? The Texans game? Yeah, did you see any bit of it? Um, I choose not to watch them by choice because it's pretty horrible for viewing pleasure, but I feel like I maybe did on Red Zone. I really don't know. It was – it, was, it wasn't memorable, so. Game finished like 27 to 14. There was one offensive touchdown. <laughs> it was terrible to watch. Sean Watson homecoming. Actually, I did. I did watch that. My brother had that on because he had uh, a pretty large teaser involving the Browns, which is, was one of my legs too. But Deshaun looked really bad. But that's terrible. to be expected. He had. He, I think he hadn't played football in seven hundred days or something like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> so I just did the just to go back to our totals discussion. The first couple, like I just did the the calcs in my spreadsheet. The average total for the first week was 46.2 next was 44.9 and then it was 45.2 44 44.2 45 45 44.5 44.6 44.1 at week 8 45.7 in week 9 44.1 in week 10 43.6 in week 11 43 and 44 so like Vegas isn't really changing the lines that much. Like, yeah, we're seeing maybe we're seeing slightly lower ones, but I mean, it's it's right around par with the average. So I would say it's the the public getting a little more lucky than they have throughout the year, but that indicates to me that it'll probably regress. Yeah, I wonder too because like there still have been a couple of games where it's like two high octane offenses where you'll see like two to three. Um, 49 to 51 range totals in a week. So those kind of pull up that average as well. Yeah, for sure. Still interesting nonetheless. And I would expect the public to do badly. I do want to point out that above 65% of the public on the over was 7 and 26 before this week, but is now 12 and 29. So did pretty well, but hopefully that does not continue. Nothing really much to touch on the under. The public betting on the under we know is good. 40 and 35. Still doing really well. Anything above 60% of the public on the under. That is 17 and 7, which is awesome. 40 and 35 as a whole, which is 53% win percentage. That's when the public bets over 60% on an under is 17 and 7? Correct. Yeah. He's got to write down on his little notepad. I hope you guys I can, do. Hear, I, can hear it. I've taken two pages of notes already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. It just reaffirms to us that the public is good at betting unders. Yeah, if you see a public high confidence on the under, even if it's like 39, even if it's a Broncos game, it's hitting the under. I love, I mean, never. I, I think for the rest of the year, I'll bet every Broncos under. I think it's like 1-11 in 11 to the under this year for the Broncos. Or eleven and one, I should say. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when you look at at teams over under records. They count the over as a win. Like the over is in the win column, the under is in the loss column. <laughs> but for us, for this podcast, they should probably flip that around where you put the unders in the win column. Yeah, I think I had five unders last week and no overs. My card. It's just, just it is what it is. It's tough to bet overs in the, in this NFL. You know, the unders are oh, yeah. clearly the more profitable one. And I'm not going to be one to do it. And the, the public is 53.333% betting the under two, just in general. Uh, like, it's just a general rule of thumb. And then once you hit that high confidence range of 60% plus, you're at 17 and seven. That's, that's fucking awesome. 
And I'm, I'm, proud, thing, I'm proud of the public. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing here when they bet the unders. And it's yes. one thing, I guess, that we haven't really pointed out is just as a whole, right? If you're looking at like every game in the NFL, total-wise, like what has happened, 110 of the games have gone under, and 83 of the games have gone over their totals, which is a massive difference. 110 to the under, 83 to the over. Yeah, no, that's insane. Yeah, that is, that is a wild discrepancy. Considering this, like, especially with a spread, you're dealing with all kinds of different numbers. Over-under is literally just, are you going above or under it? It's just fascinating. We'll reiterate, just follow the public on the under. A couple other things that we would normally hit before we start talking about Week 14 games is, I mentioned it earlier, the golden rule or whatever. We haven't come up with the name yet, but we will. Keep calling it that. <laughs> 20 to 29 percent sharp differential for any bet type so we said it was 29 to 13 and i'm gonna need you to write these down so you can count them for me <laughs> start over <laughs> get a new page you, you can clip you can clip the start over part <laughs> all right 29 to 13 on the sharp differential for the spreads yep 31 and 13 for sharp percentage on the under yep and 10 and 1 for sharp percentage on the over. Nothing happened this week with sharp percentage on the over. If it did, I would have an over, but I didn't, obviously. So, yeah, and that 10 and 1 is, first of all, phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. But it's even more rare than the other ones because you already are likely going to have public money on the over based on what we've just talked about with the public is, is good at betting unders, but it doesn't happen as often as the public are, are betting overs. So already having the public on there makes it even more difficult to get a sharp differential all the way up to 20 to 29% because that basically means that you're going to have a money percentage of anywhere from 80 to 90%, which is a fuck ton of money. Right. That's a good point. So like, it's, it, not, it, it's not surprising. It's only happened 11 times this year out of 190 NFL games. But the fact that out of those 11, it's 10 and 1 is amazing. Yeah, that's clearly the best percentage probably rise trend. I mean, that's over 90%. So it's like 91, I think, which is awesome. Like that, that that's, you're not going to see that. And hopefully we can continue to find these games where it's happening as money in public continue to bet on the under or uh, continue to bet on the over. But anyway, so we're, we're talking about the golden rule, 20 to 29% sharp differential, adding those up, adding the sharp percentage on the spread, sharp percentage in the under and sharp percentage in the over. We have, 70 and 27. That's what I've got. No, 71 and 27. Sure. 29, 29, 29 plus 31 plus 10. 70. 71 wins. Wow. Holy shit. All right. You can leave that. <laughs> I should not back. have added. I should not have asked you to <laughs> add it. <laughs> the worst part is I don't know if you're going to clip that out or not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> 70 and 27. That's Gee. fucking nuts. <laughs> it's that kind of week. Yeah, 70 and 27. That's what we need to talk about here, not the miscalculation. <laughs> 70 and 27. It's a That's 72% awesome. win percentage. Where else can you find a trend like that? <laughs> nowhere. Literally nowhere. And I don't know I don't know if you can like add these together because they're different bet types, but it's clearly the same thing. Like the money and uh, while different bets amounts are on it, the differential is important. The percentage differential that's why we use percentages because we're not looking at total bets for all this stuff. Like that is, that is just fascinating. And if there's not, a, if there's a reason to share sharper than public and get it to, you know, the top 10% of most followed 
podcast on Spotify, <laughs> it's right there. 70 and fucking 27. Question for you. So when you were placing some of your plays for the week, because I know that your article comes out a couple hours before NFL kicks off at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Did you, when you were trying, did you try to target this trend at all by what I had said last week of look for some that are at a sharp differential of above 30 if you're going to be betting a couple hours before the game because it will likely fall out of that 30% range and then you just hope that it falls into that 20 to 29%? Yes, that is, that's for sure. Most of the time, there's not many that are above 30 come Sunday morning. But as I'm looking at games throughout the week, I definitely consider that. Got it. And this week it wasn't great for the spreads anyway, um, and we didn't have anything on the over. I didn't. I focused on on the under, and that's why I hit a, lot, a couple of my under plays. But it was three and three this week on the spreads, so it wasn't it wasn't great. And I, I, that's another thing. Like if you don't love a play, this is where teasers can be really advantageous because when we see things that go again, like games that are going with the trends, like. Even if they don't hit, they still are close. Like the games end up being close, close enough to where your six points that you get in a teaser really matter. So if you don't love a play, but trends say absolutely take it, that's the time to, to use a teaser, in my opinion, with the trends. Yeah. Yeah. That's not always my logic with when to use a teaser, but I don't necessarily disagree with, with your logic there. And I, I walked through mine last week, so I don't need to go over that again, but. That I, I, I don't disagree with you at all there. It gives you that added cushion, that added security. So Exactly. Like, like I said earlier, there's a lot of ways to use the trends to your advantage. Find ways to win. Like It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, people parlay it. People use teasers. Uh, people just take it straight like I do. It is what it is. And as long as you're winning, who the hell cares? So I do want to move on to week 14. But before I do that, I want to just list off the last couple of total trends we have so the money percentage is on the under that is 67 and 51 when the sharp percentage is on the under that is 77 and 52 also shoo! <laughs> uh that is the best one of these ones that we haven't talked about that's a 60 percent win percentage moving on we got the money percentage on the over that is 32 and 43 to date and then when the sharp percentage is on the over that is 29 and 33 Basically, that's the trend that holds the the ten and one golden rule, our percentage on the over. So if you take out that ten and one between twenty and thirty percent, anytime the sharp percentage is on the over, it is eighteen and thirty two. It's another thing to consider. Make sense? Did I go through that too fast? I know there's a lot of numbers no, in what we say. No, those make sense. I'm still kind of just reveling in the seventy and twenty seven, but. These are still impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like look at ones after you see that. It's like after you I win a Super Bowl, it's like nothing nothing else compares. <laughs> yeah, that's what know? the Rams are thinking right now too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about getting o- o- Odell in Philadelphia and it's like why? Why would we why would we need that? Yeah, you don't really need him and uh, apparently the Cowboys came out today and said that they're scared that he might not even be able to come back, so um I wouldn't. You don't really need him. Yeah, I don't think we need him. I mean, our receiving core is the best in league to start off. So mm, that's bold, but <laughs> yeah, I can't really talk though with my team. No, no, you don't really have much to say, huh? No, not really. 
Not really. With our luck, we're probably going to draft a wide receiver because there's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft too instead of a quarterback. Sounds like something the Colts would do. Not necessarily. We're a good drafting team. Drew Luck. With, uh, with Chris Ballard, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Moving on to week 14. Just blindly looking at these, I see some, like you said, like the indication of good sides to bet on is doesn't have to be like between our specific ranges. We can just look at this and say, O team has over 30%, O team has over 40%. It'll likely drop down to a range that is positive, like the 20 to 30% sharp differential. So right now I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games where the spread different or the sharp differential on the spread is larger than 25%. So these are things to consider. The Browns are right now plus six to the Bengals at home. The Bengals obviously had a great week. They beat the Chiefs. And the Browns are coming off, a, I mean, a game they should have won more handedly. The final score made them look like they won handedly, but they really didn't after watching the game. So, I mean, six points for slowly integrating Deshaun Watson against Joe Burrow, who is, I think, like, the Browns are one of his hardest teams he's faced through his career line for me and obviously the sharps love it the sharps are on it at a 34 percent differential right now which is great to see early on yeah the public's got 75 percent on the Bengals too which is alarming <laughs> <laughs> and i i think the Bengals will win this game but especially with how bad deshaun looked last week but who knows maybe the special teams will really keep the the special teams and the defense will really keep the browns in this game like they did last week yeah, and like I said, I just found the stat. Joe Burrow's 0-4 against the Browns in his career. Ooh, don't mind me a little plus money money line. It's got to be plus 200 or more if the spread's already at six, six and a half. Yeah, that, that is a game that sharps, sharp bettors are loving the line just to, to get that with Deshaun Watson coming off of his first game. You know, it wasn't great. A Bengals hot win. That is That is a good line to get. Six points, I think. And... I assume that's going to be one that we're going to see hovering around the the golden rule range, twenty to twenty nine percent sharp differential on Sunday. So that's one to definitely look out for. Through that, I'll be look. I'll be looking for that game for sure. I'm excited to watch that game too, because this yeah. is for the Browns. This is the one on their remaining schedule that's probably the hardest one left. The rest of their way is not too bad for them to try to make a late playoff push, even though their record was, I think they finished with four wins without Deshaun. So this is the one that's the big challenge for them. But I'm, like you said, the one solace is that uh, they are 4-0 against Joe Burrow. Exactly. That is absolutely something to consider. Next game that I think is, uh, that's an AFC North matchup too. So moving to the East, we have the AFC East matchup of the Jets and Bills which also has a massive sharp differential early. Right now, 39% of the bets are on the Bills, but 82% of the money giving them a 43% sharp differential. They are minus nine at home, the Jets, which is crazy because these are two of the best teams in the AFC, and the Bills are still nine-point favorites. Yeah, I think this could be a slight market overreaction from a spread standpoint, but the public would tell you otherwise because that, that that's kind of my first instinct. But then as you open up the numbers here, the public are already jumping on the jets and the money has just piled on. I mean, the 82% and that'll drop down for sure. This is, this is a prime candidate here to be that 20 to 29% range in my opinion, even more so than the Browns and Bengals. 
because that uh, sharp differential of plus 43% is not going to stay that way by the time Sunday comes, by the time the Friday comes when the podcast drops. I mean, we can check this in the morning and it will, and it'll be a little bit lower, I'm sure. So this is one that you need to monitor up until Sunday, right before the game starts, the bills and the jets, because I think this is a prime candidate to fall into that golden rule of 20, 29%, which is 70 and 27 this season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. The, the thing to me about this game is the spread being nine points because the Jets, while they didn't cover last week against the Vikings at a three-point spread, they very well could have and very well could have won that game. They were, I mean, they were, they had five red soap possessions, I think, that they scored four field goals. Like, they ended the game on a red zone drive. They could have, they could have beaten the Vikings. I had the Jets. I thought they were, I mean, they were in the golden rule last week. I thought they were going to be able to cover. I think this is like an overreaction to Mike White as quarterback against such a stout Bills defense. Both of these teams have, because in the NFL, like the Jets have the the fifth best in pass yards, fourth in yards total, fourth in points allowed, right? Like it's pretty impressive how how good the Jets are doing this year, but to see a nine-point spread is crazy. Um, Obviously, it's an offensive issue for the Jets, and it's like, can they keep up with the Bills? I don't think so. But nine just seems like a lot, especially in a division game. It's scary because the so much of the money is on the Bills right now, but th- they believe. <laughs> and a, yeah, and a plus nine total on a forty-three and a half spread is also intriguing. Yeah, you would expect with such a big spread, the total will be a little bit higher. But in that Jets defense, man, that speaks volume. And holy hell, we've got ninety-two percent of the money on that under <laughs> of under forty-four. Wow. Of course, the totals, uh, I will say, from, from my experience, at least looking at it, the total money percentages sometimes get a little bit skewed. I don't know how correct they are towards the beginning of the weeks where there's just so many, like, 90% yeah, and 80% and stuff on the money. But that also could be because the bet number is so low towards the beginning of the week. Uh, we, we've talked about it a couple of times, but these sharps love to come in and throw a huge pile of money down on one of the opening lines because that's when they can get good value. So just keep that in mind that if you see tons of 90, 90 percentiles um, on totals when you're looking at these during the first couple of days of the week, uh, don't be alarmed. That's that's pretty normal. Is this this just has to be? I didn't know. I, I didn't really realize that the NFL did this. I guess it's not entirely this way, but most of these games are division games: Browns, Bengals, Jets, Bills, Eagles, Giants, Jags, Titans, Vikings, Lions, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos. And then the rest aren't, but crazy. The schedulers were not creative this time. <laughs> Just starting to cram the division games towards the That's end. That's crazy. I'm still pissed at the schedulers for how they fucked over the Colts so bad with our having four division games in the first six games of the season, but whatever. No, five. <laughs> five in the first seven. It was five in the first seven. Yeah. Fuck them. Oh, no. Here we go again. Anywho. Here we go again. Anywho. <laughs> Moving on to my team, the Eagles. They take on the Giants at Life Stadium. Giants are seven-point dogs. They obviously just come off a tie to the to the Commanders, where they covered. They were dogs in that game. This one is a scary one. I don't think the Eagles will, will lose, but this is definitely one the Eagles cannot cover. Seven points away after such a great win against the Titans. 32% differential on the Giants right now. 91% of the money and 59% of the public. People love the Giants in this game early on. It's actually one of the most bet ones too. It's at fourteen thousand three hundred bets. This is this is a game the the Giants can absolutely cover. 
and keep it close in a division game. Plus seven at home too. Yeah, I mean a home Plus seven, seven at, point dog. in MetLife. Yeah. That's just a large. That's just God. I love just that. a big line, man. It's just a Eagles are good. Don't get me wrong, but historically, games like this, division games, Eagles Giants, there's so much more than just how good the teams are at that time. There'll be a lot of Eagles fans there. There'll be a lot of Giants fans there. Obviously, it's in New York, but New Jersey. But anyway, seven points is a lot to cover away. And the books have not really aligned on this total either. You've seen a total of anywhere from 44 to 46 right now, which is uh, which is very interesting. So it is higher than that 42, which I was talking about earlier. But I mean, seven seven points. Uh, Seven points to the Giants is something to monitor as the week goes along. Yeah, and this is one of the ones for me. We'll see if the money coming in also pushes the line down to six and a half at all. Maybe it'll meet your yeah, resistance. Yeah, that's a good point, too, to kind of see where the books want to go with six and a half either way or seven and a half. Another interesting thing from this game is teaser opportunity because I don't think the Eagles will lose, but that doesn't mean because it's a division game with so much going on, I don't think the Giants would lose by 13 or more. So... Getting the Giants to plus thirteen in this in this spot, getting them to almost two score range, is something that I I love. You know, I hate betting against my Eagles. That doesn't fully go with what I like to do, bringing teams from like more of a pick'em range up to like a seven, eight, or nine, versus bringing like a favorite like the Eagles down to like a pick'em. But I wouldn't be teasing the Eagles down by any means. If I was exactly. going to teaser out of this game, it would one hundred percent be with the That's Giants. Exactly so. my point, and because I don't like betting on the. Uh, Against the Eagles, I'd be more than happy to take the plus 13 there. The one thing that scares me, though, is like the public is starting to come to a confidence. Even though the sharp differential is at plus 32%, the public is starting to be confident on the Giants here. And if they're hitting a weird confidence range on the Giants, then, I mean, this could be another Eagles game where we're sitting here on Monday going, holy shit, this team is for real, as has happened multiple times. This game. Stop smiling like that. <laughs> we know they're for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone knows they're for real, but like this offense continues to surprise us. Yeah, I mean, they looked fucking unbelievable, and it makes me very, very excited. This... And here I am taking a stance on both sides. I'll stop where I'm talking. So I'll stop where I am. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. If it stays in that 20 to 30% range, I'm not going to take the plus 7 because that's not in my bones, but I will tease it. So we'll keep that in mind. Like I said, there was eight games this week where there's 25% sharp differential or higher. And I want to hit all those because these are these are definitely spots that we should be considering and could make some money on this week. Um, the next one is another, obviously, divisional matchup. It's Jags-Titans. The Jags head to Nashville as four-point dogs to their division rival Titans. And they currently have 38% of the bets and 71% of the differential or 71% of the money giving him a 33% differential. Um, the Jags feel like one of the best teams at just covering or playing teams hard, not necessarily covering. They're, they're a fun team to bet on. They're young. They're, they can kind of hang with anyone, it seems. So it, while the Titans are coming off a tough loss, I, I lean Jags like, like, the, like the Sharps do here. Yeah, this would be one that I would absolutely love to tease because you bring it up to 10 points. Are we sure Trevor Lawrence is good to go? I know he got hurt last game, but he did come back in. Um, I think he's We need to make sure that he's good to go and everything. I don't know if there's any rumors or anything with that. I haven't looked. But um, that total sitting at 41, 
a teaser brings you over the significant number of seven and brings you up to ten. Uh, if this goes to four and a half, I would consider it two. But yeah, that's I don't mind the Jaguars at all here. Divisional matchup too. Um, the only thing is, I do have a future on the Jags to go under two and a half division wins. They're sitting at one right now, <laughs> but they do have this game. And I think they still get to play the Texans twice. Yeah, the one win is against the Colts. Shocker. But um, <laughs> I'd have to double check the schedule. That'll be that'll be a, that'll be a a close one coming to the end of the year. Yes, hundred percent. It is going to be. It, it will be a nail biter. That's for sure. So I don't want them to win this game, but I don't mind them covering, especially with a teaser added on. Yeah, I'm on you. I'm on, I'm I'm with you on the on the on the teaser. Maybe we should just make this up in the public via teaser. <laughs> nope, that's my pod it's coming, coming soon. soon. Um, all right, two more that I want to touch because. They also have higher sharp differentials. So Chiefs Broncos, this game is going to be one to watch. Broncos defense versus the Chiefs offense. And then, nice. and then the the Broncos offense versus the Chiefs defense. I mean, what is there to say? What's the total in this game? How how do bookmakers even make a total for a game like this? This might be the lowest total the Chiefs have had in a forty three points. So in a Broncos game. I feel like that's an automatic rip. <laughs> yeah. I don't care that it's the Chiefs. Uh, how do we see what the past totals have been? The Chiefs' last five totals. 53 versus Cincy. That went under because it was 24-27. 42 versus the Rams. Wow. Oh, oh, that's good. They did not cover that. Yeah, they did not cover that 16.5 point spread, winning 26-10. Yeah. 52.5 versus the Chargers. And that went over at 30 to 27. Then 27 17 win over the Jags. That went under 51 and a half. And then a 2017 win over the Titans. That went under 45 and a half. So the last five games have gone under, under, over, under, under. Just something to note here as we look at a 43 and a half. And some places it's already at 44 uh, total for the Chiefs Broncos game. That's nuts, man. I mean, this is. I mean, if you look at the other side, this has to be one of the higher ones for the Broncos, obviously, because they're playing the, the high octane Chiefs. This is a division game. The spread is yeah. nine and a half points. Broncos have one of the best defenses in the in the NFL, and I mean, I'm not betting Broncos even if every trend tells me. To. Oh, I'm I ain't betting the Broncos either, but I definitely would bet the under. Chiefs could hit the over themselves. <laughs> the Broncos defense is so good. They have they are second in points allowed, it's good. third in yards, third in passing yards, first in passing touchdowns, first in uh rushing touchdowns, second in red zone attempts. They are they are very good. First in red zone efficiency, which is huge for the under. You're right. That was a public statement by me. <laughs> <laughs> not the first and not the last. Yep. <laughs> Again, it's the Broncos. The only thing I'm looking there is is the under. Like, this isn't, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it's obviously because it's the Chiefs. 77% of the money is on the Broncos under, and then 67% of the public is on the under. So both trends in favor hmm. of betting the under as well. But obviously, there's a lot of bets to come in. Yeah, for sure. Last thing, or last game I want to touch before we sign off is the Panthers-Seahawks, because this one also has a massive sharp edge. Um, the Panthers head over to Seattle as four-point dogs. They have 47% of the bets, but 88% of the money. 41% differential. 
is crazy. I mean, Geno Smith and the Seahawks have looked great. Yeah, they barely beat the Rams. They should have beat the Rams by more, but they only they barely beat them. They didn't cover six and a half. But the Panthers are traveling across the country, getting only four points. They're saying that on a neutral field, the Panthers are one point worse than the Seahawks. That just doesn't make any sense to me. But yet, 88% of the money is on the Panthers. Yeah, them only having a one-point edge if it was technically a neutral field is quite fascinating. I think that it's also quite fascinating that 88% of the money is siding with the Panthers after they cut Panthers legend Baker Mayfield a couple (laughs) days ago. Yeah, they clearly needed him. (laughs) I mean, he was a legend around the bars. He was always in some of the Charlotte bars on like Monday or Tuesday with his wife. It was really funny. Like people would take Snapchats of him. He'd just be around at a bar, or brewery, drinking with his wife. Which is fine. I mean, he's like, I think he's like around our age. So like, it's pretty normal behavior. But it's just funny. I mean, he was, he was, he definitely embraced the local Charlotte culture while he was here. That's for that's sure. Good to hear. So hopefully he can still do the same thing in LA because I'm sure there's way more places to drink out there than there are here. Yeah. Even though, even though this is a big drinking city in Charlotte, it is. So we're both surprised to see the four point spread, but. If you look at like the the actual defensive rankings and the offensive rankings, the Seahawks are 27th ranked in the NFL defensively, while the Panthers are 14th. That is not something I would have expected had I not been looking at this, which is... Are we still drinking the Geno Smith Kool-Aid and we should not be drinking the Geno Smith Kool-Aid? I don't know. I mean, they're one game behind the Niners. I mean, obviously the Niners are going to win that division. But yeah, that's that's crazy. I wouldn't have expected any of that based on just what I've watched and what I feel like I've seen, but I don't know. This, this is just a weird game. Should we just be football guys here and say fuck the stats on this one? <laughs> that that means it's just a trap game, and that means that the people that are betting <laughs> heavy on it right now are wrong, which I tend to disagree with, and I would like to judge their uh, judgment better than mine. So Yeah, I'm not. I mean, this, this is a no-touch for me. This is just a classic textbook no-touch. When I think the spread should be way bigger and it's not, I, I typically don't really go for that. Um, is there any other game that you want to touch, Andy, before we sign off? I mean, we can talk about your Colts, but you said you don't want to anymore. No, there's no reason to when you have a much superior team this season <laughs> um, that we only lost to by one point. But um, oh, you had to get that no. in there, huh? Yeah, I had to, absolutely. I think one that's one final one that's interesting is the Bucks and 49ers, there's only there's less than 5,000 bets on this game, which puts it at the lowest bet number for the week besides the Monday night game, which is pretty typical. The, nobody's touching the Monday night game already. Um, spreads at three to three and a half in some places, but it's 50s across the board where it's 50-50 on uh, bets and then 47 for money percentage on the Bucks and 53 money percentage on the Niners. Find that to be pretty interesting. I mean, Niners are just getting a home field advantage essentially. That's it against the against the Bucks. Rock Purdy, of course, looked pretty good in his debut, and it seems like they're rolling with him since they didn't sign Baker. But I'd be I'd just be watching the percentages here. I don't really lean one way or the other. I mean, like if I was to just go put my blinders on and not look at anything, I'd go 49ers. So I think the Bucks are pretty abysmal, and we saw that where they looked absolutely terrible against the Saints for three and a half quarters on Monday mm-hmm. night and then turn it around and won. I still can't believe that, man. I was, I was really hoping the Saints would win because that helps the Colts pick get a little bit better, but <laughs> I don't know. 
You guys, you guys own their pick, anyways. Yeah, that we do. <laughs> that was a huge win for the. So you're happy that, that was a huge win for the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> like, like what you said on the fifty percent. This is one of those times I talked about it last week, but I haven't really talked about it much this week. When the spread and public, or I'm sorry, not when the spread, but when the public and the money are kind of like around fifty, low confidence. That indicates to me that the line is very like it's right. Like the game is going to be very close to the spread, in my opinion. And you have to be really confident to be to say one way or the other. Like I, I leaned Bengals in the Chiefs Bengals game, but I think the public was at like fifty four or fifty five percent in that game, and it finished three points in favor of the Bengals. But the, the spread was three points. Like it was close the whole way. You know what I mean? And when there's not a large differential between the money percentage and the public percentage, I really think that it indicates that Vegas has kind of got the line spot on and you really have to find a really good like angle in order to, to, to profit on the game. So I agree. Like it seems low and I like the buck or I like the Niners minus three. If you can get minus three, that's definitely the play. But if it's sitting at three and a half, you need to wait to figure out what's going to happen in this game to see maybe how, Pretty integration to the offense a little more. Like they obviously have the weapons to destroy to destroy Tampa, but line is three and a half for for a reason. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is just one I'm going to continue to to wait and and watch everything. I don't know if I'll necessarily bet on it. I mean, it's not a no touch like the Panthers and Seahawks, but with everything so even right now, it'll be interesting to see if it sit to see if it stays that way across the board. And that's why I called it out. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think that was definitely a good one to end on. We touched a lot of stuff this week. We touched on some awesome, awesome trends and how we kind of have gotten to this point throughout the year. And we're already at week 14. So getting close to the end of the year, it'll be really exciting come playoff season and how we can try to find an angle in every, basically every one of those games that'll happen in the playoffs. So stay tuned for that stuff. Keep supporting us on Twitter, Reddit. Thank you guys for all the love. Continue to make this the best sports betting podcast that you listen to so thank you thank you everybody the boys bet better with beer but they do we'll see you next week thank you so much for listening to this episode of sharpen the public a lot of effort goes into this and everything we do at happy hour sports so we would really appreciate it if you would follow rate and most importantly share the podcast share it with someone who needs to be sharpened because i know those people are everywhere thank you again and we'll see you in the next one